0: Hi, I'm Linda, self-love coach and hypnotherapist, who loves a good yoga class in my pajamas, listening to the belly laughs of my baby boys, and hunting down the best vegan donuts. This podcast is for ambitious and soulful women who want to feel fulfilled in all areas of their life and are ready to dive deep into the mysteries and wonders of the subconscious mind in order to achieve that. So if you are ready to be let loose from the shackles of self-sabotage and design a life of emotional freedom and everyday abundance, you are in the perfect place because life can get even better than you imagine and the biggest shifts start inside of you. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. I wanted to share a few things with you uh, around a recent rebrand that I went through as well as my current recent but really current experience <laughs> navigating imposter syndrome, because I thought that it would be helpful for you to actually hear about this while I'm still in the midst of it. I know a lot of coaches um, share things with you after they already have like the packaged up success story, but that's not what we do, <laughs> not how we do things here because this is all about really being authentic and embracing yourself fully, no matter what's going on or, or what, you know, the results look like or what the image looks like, because we're not concerned about image, okay? I want to share with you the behind the scenes on what it's been like for me with navigating doing something very new in my business. I am a seasoned business owner, but uh, recently I've been doing something that is brand new to me. And so it's kicked up a lot of dust around feeling like an imposter. And I can share with you, you know, why that was happening, what what's going on, and also the process that I'm going through currently in order to manage those feelings and those self doubts and insecurities and make myself feel a lot more resilient while I'm still in the middle of it. Okay. So if that sounds good to you and you're ready for a story um, as well as some tips, then, you know, settle in. So, <laughs> You may have seen me or heard me talk about the Joy Reclaimed Summit. That's an online event that's running all month long, the month of October 2023. You may be listening to this, uh, you know, a long time from now, but right now it's October 2023, and I've been preparing for this month for, you know, many weeks now, and I'm currently running this summit that has, you know, 26 speakers, including me and covers a range of topics that deal with the well-being of women. So whether it's relationships, intimacy, sexuality, financial, you know, freedom, uh, planning for retirement, trying to have um, effective communication around conflict, there's almost everything is covered within within this event. And that's because of the amazing group of women that I was able to corral and introduce myself to and get to know who have expertise and a lot to give and a lot to share around all these different topics. So I'm really impressed with them. So far, people who have been listening to uh, the presentations inside of the summit have been really impressed with them. And that doesn't surprise me because they're really great and they're they're very generous. They really want more women to live a life that is full, that where they feel satisfied, where they feel equipped and confident. Um, and that's my mission too. So we're all we're all in alignment with what we want to do for a woman as a whole. And that's really exciting. Now, as great as it's been to meet all of these women and network with them and see that we have very similar visions and then to come together and start putting on this event that already is really making people feel really, um, encouraged and inspired and taken care of as they come in to our, you know, into our experience, you know, into our platform. Um, even as all that is going on, the fact is I am continuing to be pushed out of my comfort zone because I'm doing something that's completely new to me. I've never put on an event on this scale in this way before, right? I've done, I've been um, in positions of authority. I've managed people, I've managed groups, I've trained repeatedly, you know, all the things I've taught, I've mentored, but this is just very different. And it's also doing something very new, while being um, very public, right? It's very much in the public eye as it's going on. I can't sort of like do it away in secret because you know that wouldn't work for for what it is. Um, and so it definitely is kicking up some things around. You know, who am I to be doing this? You know, you're you're new to this. Like, do you really know what you're doing? Um, you know, can you handle it? Like this is going to this is going to mess up. Like this thing is going to fall apart. You know, um, all these things that come up as a result of the perfectionistic part of me that is really afraid of doing something new that isn't already familiar and messing up, right? Because that part is only really comfortable doing things that it already knows that it will be 110% successful at. And that, you know, the good thing for this part is that I do tend to do things excellently. However, it can't be that way all the time, right? We, we all have to be beginners at some point at something that we want to try that we haven't had our hand at yet. So that's what's going on right now. I'm, I'm a beginner at this. Um, obviously, I'm um, not a beginner at using resources wisely. <laughs> so I am making sure that I'm getting coached, that I am really using proven processes that will make this the most effective and helpful experience for those who are involved. And and that I'm treating my speakers really well, Uh, but it's still very new. And so even though I have uh, a pretty high level of belief in myself, I would say it's higher than average, partly as a result. Um, I would say a lot of it is as a result of all the work that I've done in my subconscious work, a lot of the things that I teach in my program Um, I know how to use a bunch of confidence enhancing techniques to support my mindset. And yet I am still struggling with a lot of imposter syndrome. So as I was figuring out like, okay, where's all this coming from? Like, why is all this um, cropping up so much right now? I should, I should know better. I should be fully confident, right? Um, you know, I, I just kind of checked in and I was seeking to, to understand, you know, is this because I'm somehow failing to cultivate, you know, abundance in some way? Um, am I acting out of alignment with my own values or or my purpose, or my expertise. And I really concluded like, no, none of those things is true. In fact, I am very mindful about how I make decisions in my personal and professional life. I want to make sure that they are a match for what I actually desire and the ways that I am uniquely equipped to impact other people for the good. So having checked that out, you know, I saw that what was happening was much more a sign of how I had some unmet needs that weren't being given uh, enough attention and without meeting those needs, the discomfort of stepping into the unknown was going to be a lot higher than it needed to be. So I, I I wanted to make sure once I realized this, like, Oh, okay, that's right. This, this makes perfect sense that I would have this reaction. I decided to make sure that I gave my nervous system, the support that it would need to confidently walk through this unfamiliar territory of, you know, cultivating a project. Um, like this um, without, you know, making demands of it that were unreasonable because, right, a certain amount of uncertainty or, or, or wondering, you know, how this going to turn out is quite normal. So the way that I went about uh, having an aligned response to this feeling of being an imposter, you know, um, with this new venture, was um, to first start with the things, the, the habits, the, the sort of self-love, self-care habits that would be just small enough to happen regularly, like things I could do really easily on a regular basis, um, as opposed to just doing like sort of one big, you know, one-off large gesture that wasn't going to be repeated. I know from my work with helping people to transform their lives that you know, when I'm working with women, it's it's not it's not just doing like the the big huge you know like dramatic you know changes. Those changes really often are either happen as a result of, or they are solidified by the everyday decisions that they make, the everyday actions that they take, and that's why we work so much on self love habits. So. Um, I decided to make sure that I was putting a lot more attention towards like those smaller, simpler types of actions that I could take even more so than the bigger one time events. But I did use those bigger one off experiences and decisions to help either kind of like kickstart, you know, my energy or uh, my motivation or to maintain it. So I just I used it in a more strategic manner rather than relying on a big one-time event to solve, you know, all my insecurities or all of my imposter syndrome um, feelings that I was having are really thoughts. They weren't not so much feelings, they're more so the thoughts, right? So the first thing I did to break out of my initial funk was to go back to using the subconscious tools, you know, core belief makeover tools that would help me to sort through those negative thoughts and beliefs that were surfacing as a result of this, this new thing that I was doing. I wanted to make sure that I could process these things um, through and out of my system so that they wouldn't just linger there in my body uh, or in my headspace. So that's what I focused on first. And that helped me to, you know, pinpoint the the underlying um, negative core beliefs that this new experience was tapping into. Because, you know, if we're feeling triggered by something, there is some kind of negative underlying belief that we already hold, that we feel that our our current experience, our current situation or circumstances is reinforcing, right? So if I already think that people are going to leave me because they're secretly very angry with me, and, you know, they're not going to tell me that they're angry until until they just abandon me, then, well, anytime someone in my life looks at me, in a a way that I don't understand, or it gives me a a weird look, I'll assume that they're they're actually incredibly infuriated with me. They're really angry. (laughs) And I'm about to be, you know, abandoned. I'll interpret things that way, I will react out of a place that assumes that that's what they're thinking and feeling about me. Right. And then that whole cycle goes. So I wanted to make sure that I addressed, okay, what are the things that I Maybe do think or believe or that the doubts that seem real and true to me that I, I want to do some work on. So I did some EFT tapping. I did clinical hypnosis, and these helped me to snap out of my fear-based thinking and to see that it was really ridiculous, kind of just the path that my thoughts were taking me down. You know, I was really believing like, oh, you know, you're in a puster for like taking up space on this new stage you're not qualified, you know, all these things that it, it, it really helped me to see like, wow, that's really factually not true. <laughs> it's, it's just not true. And so I felt way more settled about that after I did those processes, so the activation that I felt, you know, spiritually and emotionally, um, and physically really drove down a lot. So it was easier to think more clearly and, and kind of sort through what was going on. I also made sure that I was keeping my appointments with my internal family systems uh, coach, because those appointments are very near and dear to me. Um, Doing parts work and working with my internal parts, the different parts of Linda has been hugely beneficial for me. And um, it helps me to respond differently to myself in times of uncertainty. And I've also been able to witness the ways in which my clients benefit from this work that I do with them uh, with their parts it gives them such a huge shift in perspective and mindset. And it's always just such a pleasure to watch them really like just let the light go off, you know, in their eyes when we're doing this work together. So I made sure that I kept my personal appointments with that as well. So, you know, some of this was self-directed. Some of it was uh, working with someone who was coaching me through the process. Um, And then I looked at figuring out ways to insert some like lighthearted fun into my schedule And I just made those plans immediately. You know, it was, um, some of it was just low-hanging fruit. Like I I took myself to the movies one day (laughs) and I went to the nice theater. You know, like we all have like, we have like the nice theater. Like, okay, so a side story. My husband and I on our honeymoon, we saw um, Spider-Man, the Marvel animated version, uh, animated version, yeah, of uh, Spider-Man. I don't know if it's Marvel actually, but I might've just made that up. Anyway, we went and saw Spider-Man on our honeymoon and it was, you know, in a theater in an unfamiliar city. So we just chose the theater that had a showing after we had dinner that night. And this theater was nasty. <laughs> okay. Like there was the entire floor was sticky. Also there was like blood stains in the bathroom. Like it was a whole situation. Um, we did stay and watch the film, but yeah, next time I will choose the theater. And I, you know, it's important, right? Like you want the experience. So anyway, I went to the nice theater a couple of weeks ago and watched a film. And it's one of those places where you can like actually have a meal while you're watching your, your movie. So like even more, you know, comforting and cozy. So I did that. I made sure that I went on some dates with my husband where we could go out and see some new things and eat good food. Um, I also planned a rare trip back home to see my friends and family because I really – Missed them and, and noticed that that was also an unmet need that I needed to tend to, even though it was totally not planned, you know, we we were able to um, find a way to make that work. I'm so grateful for that. So these are things that helped to break up my routine and, and you know, just kind of shifted me out of the, the place where I was starting to really um, have more challenges than usual to my confidence. Uh, so that was helpful just to break me out of that that pattern, but also to give me things to look forward to that were highly motivating, right? So things that I can look forward to even on the other side of um, this unfamiliar, you know, this unfamiliar change that I'm going through. Um, And that really helps right with making you able to withstand the stress of a current circumstance when you can break it up in in a similar way. So then finally, after that I went through my actual day-to-day routine And I look to see where I can make adjustments that would help me to feel physically and emotionally at my best. And so, you know, that I could uh, just deal with the waves of uncertainty that were going to happen. They were, they were happening every couple of days. I expected that that would still hold true. And that's been the case. Uh, Though I will say that, well, I'll get to that soon, but I will say that it's been different since I went through these processes. So from past experience, I already knew that um, exercise was really important for me, you know, reading, like reading, actual physical books. I am a millennial, so I'm equally comfortable with digital things <laughs> and analog things. So I, I literally, you know, went to the public library. I love going to the public library. libraries. It's, I always make sure I get a public library card whenever I move to a new city. That's just my thing. Um, I got some books. I made sure that I uh, re-upped on my favorite oil for my foot rubs because those make a difference physically. And mentally, they just do. And um, and I also just started working out again. Uh, as a, a mom of two pretty young boys, you know, my youngest is a year and a half. I've been out of rhythm with sort of working out and things like that anyway for a while. And so it, I felt that this was a time that it felt good to me to do that, right? It wasn't like I, I it wasn't a should, it was a I want to. And so that's why I made it part of the routine, Okay, self-love beauties, I have a special announcement to make. I have an event coming up this October the 2nd through the 27th. It's called the Joy Reclaimed Summit, and it is a gathering for women just like you who are looking to experience breakthroughs with physical health, emotional health, relational health. What have you. And I've handpicked 25 exceptional women to speak directly to you and share their stories of how they've achieved their own breakthroughs and been able to reclaim their joy. So definitely come be a part of this uh, gathering. You can find it at joyreclaimed summit.com, and the information will also be in the show notes. And a bonus, there's going to be giveaways each week. If you join in with the Facebook group for the event, you will have opportunities to win some really nice prizes, including some one-on-one sessions with myself and some of my other speaker coaches. And that will help you to get to your breakthrough even faster. All right? So I look forward to seeing you there. And so thankfully with the cardio and Many trampoline workouts and yoga, the endorphins kicked in really quickly. So that's been helping to sustain that habit. Um, And over all of this, as I alluded to earlier, I gave myself permission to have doubts. Because when you've never done something before, you literally don't know what the experience is like. You don't know. You don't have that lived experience in your system to be like, oh, yeah, I I know all about that. It's it's nothing to me, right? Uh, At that point, it is all new. And whenever something's new, like when you're learning how to drive, like you're paying attention to everything, right? Like every light, every car next to you, every pedestrian, anywhere in the vicinity, like you just, your, your attention is so stretched and it can be really overwhelming. I know I was overwhelmed when I was learning how to drive. Um, and now I, I drive mainly on autopilot, like mainly, <laughs> you know, it's so automatic now. And I'm, I'm a pretty good driver if I do say so myself, but, um, but you can you can have doubts. You have permission to have doubts when you're doing something you've never done before. It's natural to wonder how it, not only how it will feel, but how other people will take it. You know, we kind of wonder like what are people going to think about me when I do this thing? If I apply for that promotion, if I speak my mind for once and they're not used to that. If I say no and they're not they're used to me always saying yes, how will they react? It's natural to wonder. Um and it's natural to wonder what the outcome will be. Will people be upset? Will my boss you know, say, no, like you haven't, you haven't been showing yourself to be capable of this position, like well, a negative feedback, you know, what what's going to happen, it's natural to be curious and wonder that I just decided that it was useless to base all of my decisions on the outcomes or the reactions of other people. These are things I can't control, right? Um, so I didn't want to be Tying myself up in knots trying to control things that weren't controllable anyway, because that would have been such a waste of time and energy when there are plenty of things I could put my attention to that were within my realm of control and of influence. It also helped that I had uh, one of my other coaches in my corner really reminding me, you know, um, of this that, that I could be uncertain and still move forward. And it was okay. So that didn't hurt either. So let's talk about you, right? That's my story. But really, the point of me sharing all of that is so that you can reflect as you're hearing me talk about those things like, oh, where can you relate <laughs> to what I was experiencing, but really am experiencing right now. Again, this isn't something that's a like a, a done deal. And here's the like, Oh, it all turned out perfectly and all that. This is still something I'm in the midst of right now. So I'm hoping that as you're listening, you're taking away what you can relate to, what maybe has recently happened in your life that brought about similar feelings or is currently happening that is bringing up similar imposter syndrome for you. And, um, you know, if it's useful for you, here are some things that you can take away. As far as my process goes, you can one, Check in with yourself to see if the emotional roller coaster ride that you're on right now is actually as a result of something that you did wrong, you know, and that you need to take responsibility for. Sometimes that's true. Or, you know, maybe it's something that's just a natural reaction. To operating outside of what is normal and and routine and everyday for you. Maybe it's just a natural reaction to that. Two, identify any unmet needs that you may have that are contributing to your stinking thinking, right? Or imposter syndrome, because you may find some very important information there, right? We usually do. So make sure that you evaluate: like, is there something that's unmet? Is there something that I need? that I've been putting off or that I've been putting other people's needs first. And therefore I haven't been, you know, tending to this thing for myself. Three, learn how to use core belief makeover techniques such as, you know, EFT, hypnosis, um, things that will help to really snatch you like out of that dysfunctional thinking um, and those dysfunctional attitudes, because you'll be able to get through. You don't want to go around, right? You don't want to avoid because you can't, that will help you to get through that experience a lot more quickly and successfully. Those are a game changer. Okay, so don't, don't try not to skip that part. Um, And then four, or I can count, (laughs) use fun activities to break up your schedule, and consider ways to increase like positive anticipation by giving yourself something nice to look forward to. And this isn't about money, right? I use the example of going to the public library, like, books are not that expensive right but I, I really do prefer just going and checking out a book for free from my public library um, that feels good for me it, it might be something different for you some of you enjoy hiking some of you enjoy just sitting outside on a nice fall day and you know drinking a cup of coffee or some tea or walking through you know a garden in your neighborhood you know just whatever feels good for you it doesn't have to cost money to be something nice to look forward to Um, It just has to align with you. That's it. Uh, Five, reconsider your daily habits and try to stack up some quick, relatively easy routines that will give you some quick wins and make you more resilient to stress. You want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself in a way that makes you less vulnerable to stress in the first place, because then it makes it so much easier to handle anything else that comes, right? If you're being hit by anything and everything and it's breaking you down, well, that's that's a lot more work for you, right? You can make it easier on yourself by um, doing the work on the front end uh, to be more resistant to the stress in the first place. Things like sunshine, you're know, getting that vitamin D in you. Um, hello, you know, my, my dark-skinned listeners just like me, right? Like make sure you're getting your vitamin D. <laughs> make sure that you are... Uh, for everyone, just like watching your nutritional intake, like what what do you need to make sure that you're eating every day that makes you feel good? And that's different for different people. Um, do you need to move your body in a different way? Do you need to go to a Zumba class? Do you need to just dance around your kitchen? Like, you know, what is it for you? Um, and then finally, number six, um, just give yourself permission to feel uncertain. Uh, you don't have to have all the answers. You will learn by doing and that's okay. Really, that's how we learn most things in life. That's how we learn how to walk. For those of us who walk, that's how we learned how to talk for those of us who talk, right? Like we learned by doing and stumbling and messing up. And eventually we got it. And it's to the point where we barely think about that thing anymore. Right. Me driving an autopilot. So I hope that was helpful for you. Um, Be sure to leave a comment. If you decide to try uh, putting any of those things into practice, I'd love to hear from you. And, um, you know, just a reminder that you can find all of these things Uh, all uh, all the uh, processes I just talked about, you can find support and guidance and actually like how to do them um, for for all of those parts of the process inside of my signature program. Um, Love yourself liberated. It has gone through a rebrand It's no longer self love skills. It is love yourself liberated. And, you know, it's really just kind of zoning in on the fact that I really want you to be free of the shackles of self sabotage. Right. Um, I want you to be able to live with a lot less fear and a lot more abundance, and I have a feeling that you want that for yourself too. So that's what it is. Um, thank you for listening and I hope it blesses you. I will talk with you soon. You hung with me to the end, my Shiro. If you benefited from this episode, please say thanks by leaving a wonderful review. It helps me know what's helping you the most and allows more like-minded women to find and learn from this podcast. We don't want to keep all the good stuff for ourselves. See you next time.